Welcome to the Wine After Work podcast. This is your host, Bryce Batts. I'm a career coach, mom of two girls, former college cheerleader, and current encourager of women. I'm so grateful you're here. It's my mission to help women break through the glass ceiling, rise up, and step into their greatness. Now grab a glass of wine and settle in. Hey listeners, today wraps up season one. This is my last interview. I cannot believe after 30 plus episodes, season one is coming to a close and I've got some great guests lined up for season two as well. Can't wait for you to hear more from these amazing women. I've just loved talking to each person that I've spoken with and I know season two is just going to get even better. So today, I'm talking with Allison Cherry. She's the president of Cherry Marketing, working for a major furniture line, representing them to retailers. She attends High Point Market right down the street from us uh, twice a year, and the Las Vegas Market as well. She's been in this role for 20 years and works alongside her husband and has worked alongside him for the last 15 In January 2021, she decided to also start a fair trade design company, combining her business knowledge of wholesale and retail and love of color, textiles, and leather. She owns Madeline Parks, and I'm going to drop the website in the show notes as well as her Instagram this is just, an, a, you know, a, a great interview. Like so many of them, I, I just love Allison. Um, met her with Noonday Collection, and we traveled to Peru together. Uh, she's just such a light, and I can't wait for you to hear from her. Hey, Allison, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Bryce? I'm good. I'm so excited to have you on. I know you've been vacationing around Europe <laughs> for the last three weeks. It looked like the most amazing trip and. You just got back off a 26-hour flight, so I don't even know how you're holding it together right now, but I'm very appreciative. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah, caffeine in a shower go a long way. Well, everyone needs to go back and look at your your Instagram stories, and we'll leave all the links at the end uh, and your post. I said, when I go to Europe the next time, I'm hitting you up for all the tips. It really looked like a magical, amazing trip. Well, thanks. It was actually my husband is quite the planner. So he did the vast majority of the work. So I have to give him props for that. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I know you're president of Cherry Marketing and you are contracted out to a major furniture supplier. And then you've got another company you're going to tell us about. And you got your hands in a lot of things. And it's really a pivotal time for you with your kids. Um, being the ages that they are, your daughter's getting ready to go to college, which is so exciting. Where is she going? She's going to Baylor. Uh, so when we were doing our little RV tour yeah. during COVID, we visited Baylor and my kids were excited. They knew it because they watch. There's two girls that went to school there. And yes. They're twi- on YouTube. Yes. Yeah. They're like, oh, this is where they go to school. <laughs> <laughs> the Baylor Bears, right? Yes, it is. Awesome. Well, that's exciting. So how do you feel about that? Having one flying the nest? It feels, it feels natural. Um, It does. I mean, cause you progress and you go along and this is the next step. And, you know, I have people that are like, Oh my gosh, aren't you sad? And I'm like, no, I mean, this is who she is and this is what she's going to do next. And 
going to be exciting for her. It's going to be fun to watch her do it. And, you know, she's not that far down the road. It's only an hour and a half away. That's so good. it's easy to, you know, jump up there if we need to, or if she needs to come home, that makes it easier. Um, so bring some laundry home. Yes, she will probably bring laundry okay. home. Um, so I, I'm, I'm not because I feel like that's just who that's the next step and where they go. Yeah. yeah well, you've raised her well and she's ready to, to fly the, fly the coop. Yeah, she's very ready. <laughs> and with your son being 12, I, I feel like I'm seeing just a few years down the road because my oldest is 12. Yes. And it I flies. A big birthday year for you. So I'm like, literally, I will be in your shoes. Yes. In a couple of years. Yes. Wow. Yeah, it's a. it feels like a big year for us with Taylor going to college. I turned 50 at the end of the year. Hudson turns 13 this year. He's growing about an inch a month. It feels like right now he's in that growth. Can't keep him closed. Can't keep enough food in the house. Um, It's, you know, we have to do our big trip to Europe, which we've been, I told you, been planning for four years. So that was a big deal for us. Um, You know, it just, it feels like a big year. And, And I don't know if some of it's coming off of 2020 when nothing felt big. You know, it just felt like nothing else was going to ever happen again. Yeah. You know, it's to take the dramatic route. <laughs> like, <laughs> are we ever going to get to do anything fun again? And so I don't know if it's a release of all of that. If, yeah. oh my gosh, now we get to do all the fun things. Or if it's just the life stages we're in where so much is happening. Um, so it's exciting and it's fun and there's a lot to do. Yeah. Well, and you're super busy. And I know we said, you said you're an Enneagram seven. So you're always yes. looking for new, fun, entertaining things. Yes. <laughs> so you've got your full-time business. So tell us about that. And then tell us about your, um, your other business, which is very exciting as well. Sure. So full-time um, I, for the past 20 years have represented a company, a furniture company. And so we sell to retailers. So my territory is all of South Texas. We live in Austin, but I go all the way to the border and out to Laredo and Corpus Christi and past there. It's a big chunk of Texas. Texas is big. Yes. And <laughs> so we cover all that territory. My husband's worked with me for the last probably 15 years, I think, of that. Okay. And that was just a good move on our part because oh, that's allowed us to kind of almost job share in a way. So one of us can be on the road for a week working while the other one is at home with the kids or taking care. You know, there's a lot of back end administrative work, you know, reports and things like that. So the person who's at home can work on that aspect of it, keep the kids in where they need to be. And the other person can be on the road calling on accounts, selling, which is the main part of our job is selling to the stores. So we've been able to kind of flip flop, you know, but he has an account base. I have an account base. Um, but if, you know, push comes to shove, I've, I've called on these accounts for 20 years. I could go to his accounts. He could go to mine. Oh, that's great. And then we have someone who works for us in McAllen, which is the furthest part away in our territory. So she can cover the majority of the accounts down there. Um, and then we go to market four times a year. So we go to high point twice a year. We go to Vegas market twice a year. Um, and that's, we all go to that. Oh, no, that's not true. I go to High Point. We all go to Vegas. And I was going to ask you about High Point. I yeah. know that's a big furniture market here. So it is. And so that's been, in, that's been in existence for over a hundred years. Wow. Um, it's the granddaddy of the furniture markets. It's massive. It takes up the entire downtown. 
And I started going to that in a stroller when I was a baby. Oh, so I have, when I say I've grown up in this industry, I have grown up in this industry. I was going to ask, so are your parents, were they in this industry as well? So my dad and grandfather had a furniture store in South Carolina. And until I was, I think I was 11 or 12 when we, they closed the store, we moved to Texas and my dad became a rep. So he did the same job I do, but hit the time his territory was all of Texas. So it was a, it was a big territory. And then eventually, and when I was in college in 93 or 94, he came to work for the company where I work now. And so he and my mom came as a package deal. She has, she has an MBA in economics. So she did all the numbers and the back end stuff. And the joke was she was the brains and he was the face. So she did all the numbers and the back end stuff. And he was the one in the accounts and they grew their territory to a very large territory and then um, split it off. I came to work for them in 2001 okay. and then they split it apart in 2000 and before I had Taylor 2000 and no, it was after I had Taylor. That's how I judge things is by when I had the kids. It was was 2008. And so I had a territory and then they had a territory. Um, And that was when Richard came to work with me. And then I had Hudson in 2009 and then they expanded my territory right after I had him. So it's just been a lot of moving parts to get to where we are now. Um, so that's how I've been there 20 years. And then my parents retired in 2014. Okay. So I've stayed at that company and we're finally at a point now where people don't know me as Jerry Boozer's daughter. Um, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm my own person finally. <laughs> so <laughs> that's been nice. Um, so well, you literally like learned the ropes and everything from yes, your parents. It sounds I, like I did. I wrote my first order at Dallas market when I was 12. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So to say I've grown up in it, I, I mean, worked it, did it the whole bit. So, so I feel like you're one of those unicorns who always knew what they wanted to do. And these people make me mad because I feel like I'm a late learner. (laughs) No, I didn't. My first year out of college, I had seven jobs. Okay. Well, this makes me feel better. Yeah. Because my husband was one of those people. And I'm like, how do you know what you want to do? I'm like, high school or college age? No, I did not know what I wanted to do. I had a degree in management and marketing, which basically means I could do anything. That's what I did my degree in. So I had no idea. Exactly. So in fact, I was a recruiter for a while. Um, Yeah, that was the longest, probably the longest job I had until I had this one. (laughs) Um, So this way, you know, just finally my dad came to me and he was like, oh my gosh, it's inevitable. Please, for the love of God, come work with me because you're supposed to be doing this. I was like, dad, I don't want you to have to fire me someday. He was like, I'm not going to fire you. You're going to be great. Oh, that's so nice. (laughs) Yeah. How is it working with your husband and have you wanted to fire him? Uh, No, actually, people are always like, how does that work? I'm like, it works great. Now, granted, I grew up in a household where my parents worked together for not all the time, but for some of the time. And so I saw that I had that example. And now we've also worked really hard to set boundaries where, you know, we have to set, since we work from home, if we're not on the road, you know, we could be at dinner at the table and, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, don't talk about work at the dinner table. I was so curious about that because I have a friend in a goals group that I'm in 
And she works with her husband and has said the Mm -hmm. same thing. She's like, when we go out to dinner, we don't talk about the kids and we don't talk about work. And I'm kind of like, well, then what would we talk about? But I get it. If you work together, (laughs) right. Right. If you work together, it's probably a good boundary. It is. And, and And it helps that one of us is usually gone and on the road. So we're not literally physically together all the time. Like most we're together is honestly a market. You know, and then we're coming together and it's, and it's hard too, because by the end of the day at market, because market is a frenzy, especially in Vegas, where you're just go, go, we're in a three acre showroom, you know, people people are coming in and out, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm a extrovert. So I get to the end of the day and I'm like, okay, who are we going to dinner with? Who are we going to see? What are we going to do? And my husband's like, I've got to go back to the room and not talk to a single person for 12 hours. You're like, cool. I'm going out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's times he's like, please just go to dinner with your friends and then come back home. (laughs) So, so we balance each other in good ways. And, and then he's also, he's so observant that he'll stand back and then he'll tell me, you know, like, Hey, this is actually what happened or what was said. You didn't hear the whole conversation. Mm. I was sitting back and watching while you were over there talking like, so that helps as well it to have someone. Like you guys have a really good partnership and in marriage as well. Because you said you celebrated your 20th year in, two th- in, in 2020. So this is yeah. now 22 and a half. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So we, I mean, we've definitely had challenges. And I think if, if you get to this late in the game and you haven't had challenges, then, you know, are you really talking about everything you need to be talking right. about? I was going to say that I think there's a disconnect. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you have to, you know, you might be the kind of couple who doesn't argue all the time, but you're still right. going to have challenges and ups and downs. And um, I know you were mentioning in the market right now with furniture, there's some ups and downs. Mm-hmm. You're kind of on the downswing right now. So tell me about that. I mean, we're hearing it in the news. And so, yeah, we're, it's, it's just, it's hard because the market really took off in 2020 and 2021 when so many people were working from home and they looked around and said, Oh, I would like a new sofa or I need, I need a desk or I'm staring at the same four walls. Let's change something. And so you know, the the company I work for had slowed production when everything panicked. And then all of a sudden, after about six weeks, demand took off. But that's a that's a big tiger to turn back on and to get going again. And then you had all the issues with factories overseas. You had issues with workers here because we produce in the U.S. and overseas. Then you had shipping issues. Container rates shot up, you know, twenty five, thirty thousand dollars a container from four or $5,000 a container. So costs went through the roof and then getting all the product here to supply all that demand was very difficult. And so I told people jokingly, my career for the last year and a half was counselor because my accounts would be calling me going, oh my gosh, my customer's so mad. They've been waiting eight months for such and such. And I would just sit there and go, yep, I know. I hear you. I understand. I understand. I can't fix it. I'm really sorry, which is hard because that's really part of a lot of our job is to help fix the problems. Right. I can't build it. You know, I can't get it here any faster. I don't know what to tell you, but I will listen. So it was a whole lot of listening and handholding and we're going to get through this. And so now those supply chains have started to catch up. All the product is coming in. It's flooding the warehouses of the wholesalers, which is what we do, the, the companies who produce it. And then the retailers 
had stocked up and ordered all this product thinking, oh my gosh, there's all this demand. Now it's sitting in the retailers warehouses and it's sitting in the wholesalers warehouses and the demand is gone. Not completely, but it's slowed down significantly. So now you're stuck with a lot of product and not a lot of demand. So it's a, it's a challenge, but yeah, it's been interesting the last few years and how quick, like how things have pivoted quickly. Oh, so quickly. Unexpectedly. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And so that's, it's, and the whole, that we didn't have product and the whole demand going through, that was, I mean, people that had been in the industry 50 years were like, this is, un-, the word they kept using was unprecedented. Uh-huh. You know, I think that word got overused because everything was unprecedented, <laughs> but right. it, it no one had ever seen anything like it. Yeah. So now we're feeling the whiplash of the back end of that. Yep. Which, well, we, like you said, we're all locked in our houses for a year or more. Yes. <laughs> depending on where you live. <laughs> right. That's true. Some places more than others. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Wow. And I know you said this is really a pivotal year for you. It sounds like a very exciting year. You're turning 50, lots of changes at home. Yep. And how, tell, so tell us about your your other business you have and kind of so, your plans for that. Yeah. So um, as I've been reading a lot lately of, you know, the, the different stages we go through as women in our lives and how we get to those stages, um, turning 50 is considered one of the bigger stages because you're going through a lot physically in your life. Your body's changing kind of like when you're 13, yeah. but the opposite. <laughs> and so <laughs> It's fine. Yeah, it's right. <laughs> um, so your body is changing. That affects how you feel. That affects your emotions, your physical, all of that. Um, but then a lot of times women are also in the stage at that same time of their kids leaving the nest or getting ready to, or um, it all kind of coincides together. Mm-hmm. And it's becoming more independent. Even absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So the, there's not that need of someone needing you 24 seven. And, uh, you know, I feel like as women, we spend so much of our life serving other people, whether it's uh, our, our parents, our husbands, our kids, our jobs, we don't always take the time to focus on ourselves. Mm-hmm. And as you get, you know, to move through these stages and people need you less, you look around and go, well, what is it I want to do? Yeah. What is it I want to do? What would fulfill me? What would make me feel whole? what would, what would satisfy what I have or what I, you know, what do I want to do next? What's part two. And, you know, some people, uh, some women may get to that part and go, you know what? I liked what part one was. So I'm going to keep doing the same thing for part two, or I might do the same thing, but a little bit different or in a different company or in a different role. But some women might be totally satisfied with where they are. And then a lot of times I feel like women get to this stage and you know, I've, I was started to read a book before our trip, but I put it down. I need to pick it back up, but it's about creativity and how everyone has creativity. Yeah. Everyone has some creativity in them. And how do you, how do you focus that? How do you move, use that creativity? Uh, what do you do with it? And it's so funny because I look around and I see so many women in my life going through the same thing and saying, oh, what do I want to do? What do I want my side thing to be? What do I want my next thing to be? And it almost always comes back to something more creative than what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And I don't see men doing the same thing. 
And so it's almost like men are like, okay, how can I do an investment thing next? Or how can I do, and women do that, that too. I shouldn't, it's not an, yeah. it's not an and or. you're generalizing. Yeah. If I'm generalizing. And I, I wonder if men felt like they could do the creative thing first for part one. Mm. You know, how many men were like, oh, this is how I'm supposed to be in life. I'm just going to go do it. Whereas women were like, I got to be this, 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 and this. Yeah. Oh, wait, but now I can do this. I don't know. I feel like that should be, that could be a study someone could do. Oh, for sure. And I'm <laughs> like, I feel like creativity could be a new business venture. You know, yes. it could be so many different things. It doesn't mean like doing needlepoint. No, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be, and you know, my husband laughs. Design but, design. Yeah. I've taken so many art classes um, and it doesn't have to be that, but it yeah. can be, or it can be, I'm just going to go take a class at the community college to find out if I can, if I can do this or if I like to do this and then do it for fun. Um, but for me, it was, it was, how can I combine my creativity and how can I combine um, my business sense and the business background I have? how can I combine the two? And the thing I've also always done in my life is I've been a connector. So I, I meet people and then I meet another person and I'm like, Oh, you need to talk to so-and-so because y'all have this in common. Uh, My favorite thing is to throw a giant dinner party, invite everybody I know from all different circles and throw them in the same room. Everybody needs someone like you in their life who can make those connections. It's really a gift. Yeah. And just, to, but for years I've been like, how can I use that in a business sense? And, and, you know, a couple of years ago, I went to, my husband was really sweet and sent me to a small group, Bob Goff thing oh, yeah. about finding your, finding your passion, finding your dream. And I can remember writing it down and, and actually, you know, we would speak in the group and actually I was like, I've, I think I've made the connection. Like my thing is to connect people why can't I take these artisan groups and fair trade that I've learned so much about from working with noonday? How can I connect them with, with retailers? Like what's another way to make that connection. And for years I'd been like playing with different things and like, how can I, how can I use this creativity? How can I use my knowledge of textiles and leather and color and things that I love? How can I take those and make those into a viable business? And so years ago, I drew out and designed um, pillow covers. And so when you and I met in Peru, that was yeah. like my passion. I was like, we have to figure out how to do this. And, and so I had them do some samples for me from the, the embroidery group there in Peru. And then I just honestly, they sat there for a couple of years. You know, I didn't, I didn't do anything with it. And then in 2021, January, 2021, I don't know what wild hair I got up, but I was just like, you know what? Screw it. So I formed an LLC. I went online and I um, talked to um, the group in Peru and I was like, I want to order some product. And they were like, okay. And I started with a hundred belts and the, no, a hundred belts and some purse straps. It was belts and purse straps. And I was like, okay. And then I was like, wait a minute. I just took purse straps. I need some purses to go with it. And so I started asking around for different fair trade people for purse to make purses and no one would talk to me. <laughs> they were like, they're like, no, you're new. You're too new. You haven't done oh, this. Yeah. You know? And you're like, so, but I have 20 years of experience. Really? I w- yeah. But I was just like, okay. 
And so it, was, it took a little bit to finally connect with someone. And, and he was like, okay, well, what, you know, he kept saying, send, send me a tech pack. And I'm like, I don't even know the words that you're saying right now. And what is that? I was like, I don't know what that is. And so I had to Google it. And then I'm like, oh crap, I don't know how to do that. And it's like a truly technical drawing of what you want made uh, down to the dimensions of the zippers and the, and it's, you have to make it almost three dimensional and there's five pages and you have to list all this stuff. And I was like, I don't know that. So I took graph paper and I drew it on graph paper. I drew out a purse on graph paper and I sent it to a, a picture and he sent it back and he was, there's arrows everywhere. He's like, what is this? What is this? What is this? What is this? I was like, that's a zipper. <laughs> like, Come on. You can't, can't, tell. You tell I, can't you tell I drew a zipper? <laughs> he could not. So he, I, I drew out my very first purse design. It was leather. And then he, they made, you know, they made the sample for me and sent it to me. I can still remember seeing it in the kitchen, opening the box and and then I said a string of cuss words and it was like, I made this. <laughs> I was like, I drew this. And this is my, I drew this purse. And here and it is. Now it's life. Here in real and life. now it's here in real life. And I was just so, you know, overcome. And um, so, I, you know, and then I was like, my daughter was so funny because she's like, mom, you just made a mom purse. It's too big for my generation. You need to make a smaller one. I was like, okay, so these daughters who keep us in check and tell us what's on trend. Yeah. So I was like, okay. So I went back to him and I'm like, okay, take the same design, but shrink it down to, a, I don't know about this, shrink the size to, a, I don't know about this and whatever. And so he sent me that sample and I'm like, well, what do you know? It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a perfect little tuck under your arm size. Yeah. And um, so then it was like, okay, I have to, how many do I want him to, to make? And he had two leathers that I liked. And at first I was like, okay, I'm going to do like 50, 50, 50. And my husband was like, I don't know. I think you, I feel like you should do a little bit more, you know, you need to go big and it's going to save you on shipping. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. And then I was like, that's a lot of purses. And when I talked to him and he was like, oh no, I didn't tell you our minimum is 200 per, per size, per leather. So I had to do 200, 200, 200. So oh, I went, oh my gosh. yeah. So I went big. So your garage was full of purses. Yeah. And no, I got Bryce. I had a literal pallet delivered to my house. Oh, it was even funnier because I got the alert from DHL that they had delivered the boxes and I couldn't find them on the front porch. I couldn't find them anywhere. And our garage is to the side. And so I was like, well, maybe they put them in the driveway. I went and opened the garage. There was a giant pallet of wrapped DHL boxes behind my car. And I had to go pick up my son from school. How bad did you freak out? I was like, I don't have a pallet, Jack. So I had to frantically unwrap it, move every single box into the garage, move the pallet, get the car out. Oh my word. And then I, I texted my husband. And I was like, so we have 600 purses now. So we got a few boxes delivered today. No I mean, the, you know, the running joke about the woman hiding the Amazon boxes. And I'm like, I can't hide. There's nowhere to hide no. these. We cannot disguise it. No. Anything else. No. Oh so, so I, but what's so funny is in my head, it, this whole thing started with, I'm going to design pillow covers. And then it morphed into, oh my gosh, now I'm making purses. So you just never know where that path of creativity right 
is going to take you. And you just kind of have to go along for the ride. And this is not where I thought I would be when I decided to do this, you know, at the beginning of 2021 at all. And it kind of morphed into this and tell me the name of it. Cause I know it's your kid's middle names. It is. So it, um, it's Madeline parks designs. And so yeah, Taylor is Madeline is Taylor's middle name and parks is Hudson's middle name. So I decided to name it after them. Very um, nice. And also to me, it sounded fancy. I don't know. Yeah, I love it. Yes. That was, that was my, that was, you know, and that's what my the back of my head. I'm like, okay, where's this, where am I going to take this? Because I do sell to the end consumer through my website and then like at marketplaces and different, you know, pop-up markets and stuff. But I also want to sell into wholesale and sell into retailers to carry in their stores because I understand how to do that. And so I do have a few retailers that have picked up some purses and straps and belts. And so that's been fun for me um, to be able to do that. And then my next project that's literally on my to-do list next week is to set up a wholesale website so that wholesalers could go in. And that's one thing I've learned. They're like, well, how do I, how do I buy it from you? I'm like, just tell me what you want. And they're like, no, we want to shop a site, a wholesale site. And then a retail site. Yes. Two different customers. Yes. Two different customers. So I'm going to, so I've got that one. That one's been going for a year now, the retail side of things. So I've got to set up the wholesale side now to make it easier for them to shop on it. So that's my next, that's my next thing to do. Well, two big themes I heard. And one thing I, you know, I always think about is there's no experience wasted. It's like a thread, you know, all through your Mm -hmm. life. It's like, you've got this furniture experience. And then you and I met through noonday collection, all fair trade made, went to Peru together. So you're using that experience. Then you're, you know, retail and wholesale experience And it's just this thread that's kind of woven throughout to create this, you know, new, amazing venture that sounds like you might be leaning into as chapter two of your life. (laughs) And then the fact that women are just so dang resourceful, you're like, I'm going to do this. And you used your network and you made connections and you went to Google when you didn't know what you were doing. (laughs) Or as my kids say now, search it up. I'm like, Google it. They're like, yeah, search it up, mom. So you searched it up, you found it, and now you have another business. It's just really exciting. Well, and the, the other thing, I, I, I so the the the, fir- that, the main job that I do goes at a breakneck speed, even though it's furniture. Yeah, <laughs> everything is like, what did you do? You know, you're not doing enough, you, and it's it's a lot of it's a very high pressure job. And so when I started this, I was applying that same pressure to myself, yeah. and then I realized. Oh, I don't have to do that. This is all mine. I can have I can, fun with this. I can take it. I can do whatever speed I want to on this. I can grow it slow. I can ramp up if I need to. I can slow down if I need to. And so I finally got to the point, though, where I told myself, I said, I'm going to do one thing every day. And even if it's small, like, oh, even if it's small, that. like, send one email. Or does, you know, draw out one design that I came up in the, in the middle of the night, woke up thinking about, or, you know, post one business thing on Instagram for my new business, or, you know, just one, if I do one thing every day. And that's how easy it is. And that's what yes. I tell people when I'm coaching, if you're looking for a new job, if you're starting a business, just do one small step, one little thing every yeah. day. 
and you feel so accomplished and you know it doesn't have to be 27 things in one day that you cross off your list you know because if you have two jobs two kids a husband a house you know a home your list is going to be 27 things from all of that so yep. you, you got to pick and choose and then you get burnt out so i love going at your own speed you know you were able to sit on the pillow uh, on the pillow covers and and say okay well maybe that's not what i want to do but i'm going to pivot and do something else Mm -hmm. so you got to give yourself that time too yes yeah and so that's that's been that's been a really a lovely thing honestly it's just it's it's my own pace it's organic I'm not looking to, you know, get into anthropology next week. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't think Target's going to pick me up. You know, it's not, it's not that. And that's okay. It's you're having just, fun. You're learning along the way. You're meeting mm-hmm. people. Yep. I love it. Yep. Very exciting. <laughs> well, one more thing I wanted to ask you about before we wrap up, I, you know, working with women in the AEC industry and coaching them and, you know, doing the recruiting. I work with, uh, you know, a a small amount of women in a very male dominated industry. And I know you've been in that same place, um, furniture business. So how have you made your way as a woman in that business? Yeah. Sure. You've got lots of stories, but I do. I do. Some I probably shouldn't share. Um, (laughs) So most people think that the furniture industry is a lot of women and it's not. Um, there are a lot of women who work in the designs, design industry, like interior design, um, things like that. But the actual manufacturing side is still mostly men and it's a bunch, it's a bunch of old white men. Um, it's not. Tons of diversity. in the There is no diversity. (laughs) There are not people. There's not very many people of color. There's not very many women in management and running things. Um, So the job that I do is mostly men. When I started 20 years ago, there was only a very small handful of women doing the role of marketing specialist of sales. There are more now because the sales force is so much bigger. Um, There's more women but still it is very male dominated. And I have, I hear horrible jokes. I hear horrible, you know, racist things. I hear horrible and all of it. it. And you either, you either pitch a fit or you just turn around and go, I don't want to deal with this, you know, or, and I've done all, I've done all of them. I've pitched a fit. I've turned around, walked out of the room I've laughed along because I didn't know what else to do, you know, and, and, but I think that's also part of aging. You get to a point, you know, that was the younger me too. Right. Because I didn't started know what to say or how to react. Right. I started in my twenties and I like to say this company's got all of my thirties, all of my forties, some of my twenties and probably some of my fifties, you know, <laughs> that's a big yeah. chunk of my life that I've devoted yeah. to this. Um, but as I've gotten older, I've also just, you know, learned I don't have to put up with that. And, you know, you learn to, there's been times where I'm like, I'm going to get up and walk out of this meeting if this person says that again. But that also involves standing up in a room full of 500 people and turning around and walking out the door. Right. How do you actually really do that? You know, so um, it's, that's part of it too, of growing up and and you go, do I take that anymore? 
do I, how do I do that? Because this is also, we get bolder as we get older. Yes, absolutely. And then you're also like, this is how I pay my bills and my mortgage and my kids' college tuition. Yeah. You know, sometimes you feel like you're selling your soul. Uh And how do you work through that? And how do you separate that and go, it's just a job. But it's hard to say it's just a job when it's been that part of your life for so long. Right. And in our industry, unfortunately, they think they change. They haven't. I mean, it's still just an old boys network and that's what it is. And, you know, for there, I can remember years ago being in a meeting and the, at the time, mail management was like, oh, so you're, you're going to, you take the notes. And I'm like, I'm just the same job as everyone at this table. Right. But you take the notes, you know, and, and I've also been told, you know, oh, well, the, the, we're going out to dinner, but you're not invited. I'm like, again, I do the same job as the people going to dinner. Yeah, but it's just the guys. Oh, yeah. I've been there. I've been invited to strip clubs because it's all men. And, yep. after, you know, after the holiday party, this is where we're all going. It's like, oh, yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. And, you know, I've been told you are going to sit at this seat at the table because you're going to sit next to the the buyer's wife and entertain the wife. And at the last dinner, big dinner where I was told that I looked right at him and I, my vice president exec. And I said, no. And he said, what? I said, I'm not sitting there. I said, I'm going to sit here because I promised this person I would sit next to them and talk to them at dinner. So I'm going to sit there. And they didn't know what to do because I'm sure I, I, you know, they're not used to being told no. And so finally I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to start telling people no. Yeah. So that's my new, yeah, this is my 2022 turning 50. No, I'm not going to do it. I've got one answer for you and it's no. Yeah. (laughs) That's good. I know you got, you have to know when to speak up and where to draw the line. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 getting harder and harder to keep my mouth shut. Mm. Well, that could be a good thing and setting a good example for the other women in the room. Well, and that was what I told a very dear friend who is a man in the industry. And I just said, what kind of example am I setting for my 17 year old daughter if I don't stand up to this? Yeah, if I can, I, I can't look her in the eye and say, mom didn't say anything when this man said xyz at the meeting right i just sat there and i told i told him i said that's not right and he said you're right you should not have to listen and deal with that yep i said okay well good for you so i love it the bolder allison cherry (laughs) she moved into age 50 this year yeah which as my friends who've known me a long time would say, that's going to be scary. <laughs> <laughs> Boulder, Allison. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm going to leave all your, tell us your website and then I will leave all of those notes. Um, okay. in the notes so people can shop with you, get in touch sure. with you if they want. Uh, but what's the website? Okay. It's madelineparksdesigns.com. Awesome. And I will send all that to you. So you, you've got it. 
Yep, I will leave it right here. You guys shop with her if you want to shop fair trade or if you have questions about the furniture business and I'm sure you'd be happy to answer those. As well. Absolutely. Awesome. Yep. Well, I hope you get some rest uh, <laughs> now that you're home. <laughs> you're back on uh, Texas time. Yeah. Long flights for at least a little bit. Yep. We are here for a, quite a while now. That was that was a trip of a lifetime for sure. Amazing. Well, thank you, Allison. Thank you, Bryce. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you back here next week. And make sure to share the episode with a friend that would enjoy the conversation we just had. Also, join the Wine After Work Facebook group to connect with other like-minded women.